Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. We're so blessed that you're joining us today. But, you know, for believers, we know we're supposed to spend time with God each and every day. For those that have been following me for any length of time, you've heard me reference this as tithing your time to God. I mean, you give tithes to God, right? Uh, at, at least I pray that you are. If not, well, there's an issue we can talk about on a different day. But there are 24 hours in a day. Are you so busy that you can't give your father two hours a day in studying the Word of God and in prayer? Our guest today has made it his life passion to help believers come to a deeper understanding, a deeper encounter with Jesus on a daily basis. This will open up spiritual insights and understandings and the peace of God that is just not available to anyone who's not willing to spend that quality time with the Father. Amen? Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. You know what I'm talking about. Jeff Moots and his wife, Bethany, have formed a ministry outreach that is making a difference in the body of Christ. Their ministry, Prayer Discipleship, inspires and equips believers to grow in friendship with Jesus. They're able to do this through a very special book titled Going Deeper, 40-Week Discipleship Guide to Encountering Jesus, and a corresponding Going Deeper video course that has 80-plus videos that teach and encourage and provide practical demonstrations of what the book discusses. This curriculum can be used by Bible study groups, in small group studies, or individually. It is not just designed for new believers, but will help Christians at all stages of their faith. Amen? Now, Jeff and Bethany Moose have been in full-time prayer ministry for over 18 years, both pastoring and discipling others in prayer. He attended and received a degree in prayer and biblical studies from the International House of Prayer University in Kansas City, where he also served in pastoral positions at the Bible school. Now living in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, they are serving a pastoral leadership at the Underground House of Prayer and Encounter Church since 2014. Help me welcome to the program, Jeff Moots. Jeff, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. I do appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Amen. Now, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Jeff Moots? Jeff Moots. That's a great question. Um, yeah, I've been a pastor uh, in pastoral positions for 16 years. Um, I have a, an amazing wife. I have three kids, uh, eight and younger, and I got one coming in a couple months. Wow. And um, my wife and I are on the same page. Our, our personal desire just between us and God, but also in ministry, is that he would have people sitting at his feet 24 hours a day. And that's something that's been burning in us, you know, since we were like 20 years old as individuals. And so my my desire is that Psalm 27, 4, David says, this one thing I desire to dwell in the temple of the Lord and to gaze on his beauty and to inquire of him. And so that's my that is what burns in me and my wife just as our, you know, our, our uh, preoccupation with God 
and then it's turned into our occupation with God from that place. Um, and so that's who we are. Um, I love other things, but I just love spending time with God and he has changed my life. And I'm unapologetic about calling people to spend time with him. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. Let's back up a little bit. As I was preparing for today's interview with you, I, I noticed something we both have in common that I just have to ask you about. Now that's the book of Ezekiel. We went over prior to recording my calling to the ministry that occurred while reading Ezekiel chapter two and three way back in August of 1995. Mm-hmm. You also have a special love for the book of Ezekiel. I was wondering if you could share that with us. Yes. Yeah. So I'm in college. I was in college. I was about 20 years old and um, I had no relationship with Jesus at that time. Grew up in an awesome home, just never chose that for myself. And so I'm halfway through college and uh, just a set of circumstances uh, led me into a really depressed, uh, I would say tormented in my mind. Um, I tried to sleep all day. I tried to avoid just normal life. I just was in a really bad place. And so it's um, February of my sophomore year in college. And all I know to do is to find a Bible and someone suggested getting a devotional book. And so I'm just I'm just trying to find my way. Like I'd never prayed, never read my Bible, had no idea what to do when I'm closing my eyes. And so here I am about a month into reading my Bible. Um, and I was actually doing it a lot each day, just out of desperation. And, uh, you know, I, I would find moments of peace in my Bible times. And I, I was starting to pull away from things that were not helping my life. Um, as far as sins or just media, things that were like not giving me life. And so about a month into this process, I'm I'm directed in the devotional to go to Ezekiel 36, which I now know is an amazing promise and prophecy of God giving salvation, but also giving his spirit to us and the fruit that happens with that. And so I turned to Ezekiel 36. Again, I have no idea what it means. And I turned to it and it has language like, I'm going to bring you back from other nations and I'm going to to put you back together i'm going to put a new heart of flesh in you and remove the heart of stone and then i'm going to put my spirit in you and my spirit's going to write my law upon you and i had no theology for what that was but in the actual moment god began to i felt his presence fill the room which i didn't have language for that and then the bible verse just began to be personalized to me and it's like god was speaking in a very personal direct way to me through these passages and saying jeff i'm bringing your broken heart together I'm taking the hardness away. I'm putting my spirit in you. And probably for like an hour, I was weeping. And then at some point in that hour, it turned to joy. And I was either laughing or just felt freedom. And I know that depression, uh, tormenting thoughts, they stopped in that encounter with him. Um, I had a journey with some other stuff with that. But that was like, I called it the the first day of my new life. That's how clear of a day that was for me um, in that encounter with Jesus. And it was Ezekiel 36. It's all about God's spirit coming in us. And it's about being a a believer. And so there's so many things that we can take from that passage now. But like, yeah, February 25th, you know, you said January 25th was your salvation. This was February 25th. Um, Wrote in my Bible. I was like, man, first day of my new life. And my countenance was different. Um, As I left my dorm, that was the first day I began to evangelize. (laughs) I went and emailed my email list, you know, this is 2003. So um, emails were there uh, for sure. But like, I just emailed everyone and said, God just did this. And I wasn't thinking who's going to like or not like what I'm saying. Um, But I was so excited. 
And that, that's been my Ezekiel passion um, is Ezekiel 36. There's more in Ezekiel than that for me, but oh, yeah. that would be that, oh, yeah. that interesting story. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That experience you just described kind of goes matches almost verbatim what I shared with you before the recording yep. as far as me. Amen. That's how you know, you know, when yeah. you can go back to that exact minute in time, yeah. you know, you know, it wasn't like, have you ever been born again? Well, yeah, kind of think I did back in 1997. You know? <laughs> but, but, uh, if you know, you know, yeah. Right <laughs> you now, well, kind of think I did, you know, because that's what the devil had confused me with all those years, you know, because yeah. I was raised in a Lutheran home and I went through the catechism class and all that stuff and, and walked up front in the church and, you know, said all the words you're supposed to say, yeah. and, you know, took communion. So, you know, as I'm all partying and drinking and doing all the other, you know, military stuff, right? Uh, you know, they, some people, hey, you know, do you, do you know Jesus as your Savior? Oh, yeah, I went through the classes, man. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but as as you heard my story and you just shared yours, yeah. there came that point. Boom. I mean, all of a sudden, I know nobody yeah. has ever been able to tell me that did not happen. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hey, Amen. No devil in hell could convince me that did not happen. Praise God. <sighs> Amen. So since you came across, well, let's back up a little bit. In the introduction, you heard me mention tithing your time. Yeah. I mean, there is absolutely no doubt that daily time in the presence of God is necessary to grow in friendship with Him and, yeah. and be filled with His life. But is that how you came to develop the two-hour daily pr prayer time in your book and your course? Yeah, that's that's the value and kind of the, the story I was going off of in college is um, I was probably spending two hours a day in the Bible. And it going from zero, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to talk to God. I don't know what it means to like hear God. Like I, I had my older brother and my dad to ask questions of, and I was like, I don't even know what this stuff is. And so I'm reading the book of Acts initially because it's a story and it's easier to get. Um, but I was out of desperation, not out of discipline, not out of, not out of like godliness, desperation, reading probably two hours a day and trying to pray and trying to like ask for help to get out of my sins and some broken stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was about two hours. And I, I think that's significant because um, obviously God, God is more extravagant and he pursues us more than we pursue him. Like it's not even close. Mm -hmm. um, but James is clear. Like we, we seek the Lord and he responds to us. Um, I forget what the actual language is in James. Um, but when we approach God and so I just have this, my experience has been in my life and in ministry that that small amounts of time, whether it's daily or sporadic, is edifying, but it's not enough to really grow in depth and in friendship. Yeah. And even, you know, practically speaking, like any area of life, whether it's job development or exercise or relationships with people, we would never have 15 minute sporadic conversations with a good friend, a spouse, a child, and go, yeah, that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, and so I really think that one or two hours, practically speaking, um, is doable in many seasons of life. I know some seasons are harder, like, you know, brand new moms or, you know, whatever. Um, when there's situations going on, it's harder. Um, but I really, I press people and say, like, it's, but we still need it. Mm -hmm. um, and that in that one or two hours a day, that in my college experience, that's where I think that the word of God was getting sown in me 
And I had the time available um, in those two hours to really dial down and to, to grow in his presence. And that's where that, I think that encounter came because I was giving him that time again, not earning it, but just being positioned, giving him time and space and in uh, showing my desire. And from that point on, that continued to be a consistent value that I had. Um, and then being in ministry and being at, at IHOP in Kansas city, the amount of time increased, um, you know, more often, but I think for everyday life, it's one or two hours is what I call people to. And, um, I've seen stay at home moms walk that out. I've seen retired people walk that out. I've seen college students walk that out, even some high school students. So I know it's, uh, I know it's available. It just takes that choice to do that, yeah, but it really positions us. And I'll say one more thing is that, um, well, I'll say two more things. The first one is that the first devotional I got in college was actually something about like 15 minutes with God for men. Um, and I appreciate that. And it worked for me. Um, but 15 minutes, I don't think is enough time to really connect to him. And probably the book was knowing that they just were trying to get me to get the book and just start somewhere. Um, so that's not like a, yeah. a knock on that book. Um, but I, I think just practically speaking, even as a, as a pastor or someone that loves prayer, um, sometimes I'm not even praying, really engaging with God until like 30 minutes or an hour in, you know, it's like distracted thinking and worries or, you know, some days it's, it takes longer. Some days it's one minute and I feel like I'm fully engaged and, Amen. you know, no distractions, but, yeah. um, I really, I really press people practically speaking. I think, I think tithing your time, like you said, one or two hours a day. And for some people it can be more oh, yeah. each day or, and I, I tell people like, Hey, one or two hours a day as a starting place. And then, Hey, what about the weekend? Can you get a four hour chunk? Um, and this is my perspective is that God is joyful. God is beautiful and God is life giving. And so once we begin to touch him, his heart like that, we're not viewing the time as like this discipline, like exercise. Right. I'm actually yeah. calling people to spend one or two hours with the most beautiful, most joyful, most loving, most life-giving being in the universe. And when you spin it that way, it's like, oh, like, why wouldn't I amen. make that choice? Yeah, amen. Amen. You know, for years I've been sharing, you know, everyone's heard about tithing, you know, and, and it's always related around finances, you know, 10% of your finances. and You've heard preachers talk about, well, if you're having financial problems, show me your checkbook and, and I can tell you whether or not you're tithing or not, because yeah. the tithing is what opens the door to the blessings and all this stuff. Right. But when I turned it around on time, you should have seen the 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 eyes like, huh, two hours a day, you know, type thing. And I don't have time to do that. And then as soon as I hear that statement, my next question is, what are you doing at four o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Sleeping. Yeah. Duh. You know, you can't get up earlier for God, the yeah. creator of all things, the one who's going to bless you. You, know? yeah. you can't give him one hour, just get up one hour earlier. And, and that's, that's what I've been doing. You know, uh, I don't get up at four o'clock in the morning anymore. There for several years, I did four fifteen. Yeah. I got, I, I take an extra hour now. Five fifteen is my wake up time. Yeah. You know? But that first hour is set aside for Bible study and prayer. You yeah. Know? And then, you know, I'm working throughout the day, looking up stuff as well, but yeah. And then, you know, I say, well, that's one hour. I say, okay. Do you drive to work? Yeah. What do you listen to on the radio? Trash. 
pop in a CD. You know, nowadays I got Bluetooth and you can listen to all this stuff. Yeah. You know, the average di- drive time, uh, AAA says the average drive time is 40 minutes, 42 minutes or something like that. So just figure 30 minutes, 30 minutes in, 30 minutes home. There's another hour that you could be being ministered to, you know, yeah. what are you doing at lunch? You know, instead of going down to Burger King, take your lunch, pop in your earbuds and listen to another CD, yeah. you know. I mean, there are so many opportunities to be fed the word of God that people just make excuses for. I don't have time. Well, I just gave you one hour in the morning, hour and a half go to and come from work, another half hour. There's what, three hours? There's three hours in the day you could be studying the word of God. Well, I'm just not that dedicated. And look at the life you're living now. Yeah, <laughs> that's that right. Way. It's a fruit. Yeah. It's, oh, don't get me down that path. I'm not here to condemn anyone. I'm here to lift you up. Praise God. Amen. So since you came across those verses in Ezekiel, how has your personal life developed in spending time with the Lord over the last basically 20 years? Yep. Yeah, it's been 20 years uh, just this month um, in January. So that that encounter in Ezekiel 36 set me free from stuff and gave me a vision, uh, not an open vision, but just the experience taught me that intimacy with God is available to me. And those moments that I experienced that were tangible with God's heart in Ezekiel 36, I was like, wow, this is, that was very amazing. And it was very fruitful. And I want that as often as he'll give it to me. And it was enjoyable. And it, you know, it actually was producing righteousness and love in me. Amen. Um, and it was just enjoyable to like be with him and know that he's real. And so that, uh, that just got me a little bit more hooked on spending time with him because I was like, that was good. And I saw fruit and freedom. Um, and so that really was a launching pad for me that day was to, to keep spending time with him, but also having the vision that there's intimacy available with him. And that intimacy is the doorway to freedom and transformation and being empowered in everything that God's called us to. Um, in my book, I call it being plugged into the outlet is that yeah. his power yeah. comes to us yeah. in our times with him. And I, I don't just mean that like in a ministry way, like God empowers us to do ministry. I mean, he, you know, John 15, he wants us to abide in him. And it specifically says to abide in the love of Jesus and then my joy will remain in you and it will be the fullness of joy. And so there's just that that emotional fullness of being fascinated with God and satisfied in friendship with him. And then everything else is, is an overflow, overflow yeah. to my wife, my kids, my ministry, my neighbors and outreach. Like, But everything, everything happens from that place of friendship with him. And so, yeah, that Ezekiel day was massive. <laughs> and um, even in college, it got me to start um pulling back from things that i didn't need to do um things that were fun like sports different kinds of hangouts with friends i was like you know what i'm just like there's a growing desire in me to spend time with god to uh go deeper in the bible and to know him and i just it's like god's spirit was like putting that longing inside of me to spend more time with him and i just began like removing other things in my life and um and that just began to form a lifestyle. Amen. And, and let me ask you this. We've been talking about your book, Going Deeper. Why this book and why now? The book 
is again, it's what I feel like God is putting a burden on me is what I've been experiencing through my college days. And then my time in Kansas city in Bible school, uh, we got for part of our Bible school, we had to pray four hours a day in a corporate prayer room, um, which is amazing. It's, you know, 24 seven in that location for over 20 years. Um, very few places like that, at least in America. And so my journey in prayer was um, I needed people to inspire me that there was a greater place of intimacy with God. And I needed people to help equip me in what to do in my times with him. And even through college, I f- was finding my way. But it wasn't until a few years later in Kansas City at Bible school that I'm around people that were really given to prayer and they could give me the practical equipping to go deeper, um, help me to find greater freedom in my my understanding of God's heart towards me. And so this book, this book is uh, it's not dialed down, but it's a very clear 40 week course to inspire someone that there's intimacy and friendship with God available. But then for 40 weeks to actually equip them in small ways, week by week. Um, to be able to walk in the place of prayer for one or two hours. Um, and so the book is to do that. And I feel like now it's relevant because um, people are are wanting more of God, but most often they don't actually know what to do. And they'll stumble uh, their way into finding God through Bible study and meditation and praying in the spirit and worship. But if we can have disciplers and spiritual fathers and mothers um, helping them quicker they can go deeper, faster yeah. without stumbling in a lot of stuff that we maybe stumbled in, um, you know, in our alone days. And so I feel like the book is is relevant for uh, the praying people that God is raising up. And it's the people that have a heart for more or they know that there's more available in God, um, but they don't know what it is and how to access that. Amen. Okay. Amen. How long did it take you to develop this program to, to test it and revamp it and then bring it to the form that it's in today? I would say the intentional process was probably six years. Wow. Three of those years was doing um, some of the structure of the book without the actual chapters. And so we would have people, we would do one-on-one discipleship um, in our ministries, and we would teach people um, how to get some clear schedules for their prayer times how to get some clear direction, how to pursue freedom from heart issues. And then my wife and I would just, out of the overflow of our life, teach them the spiritual disciplines and kind of walk them through practically how to meditate, how to pray the Spirit, how to do Bible study, how to receive deliverance. And so we did that for three years in a loose way, even though we had some structure to it. Um, and we saw we saw strengths to that approach and we saw weaknesses to that approach. Um And the people that we were raising up didn't have the depth in the spiritual disciplines to reproduce that well enough or with confidence. And so then we took another couple of years to to put all of our experience on paper in the book and then coordinate practical prayer assignments and discussion guides. And so we did that for a couple of years and then we used it for that for those two years as well. So right now we're in our third year of actually walking people through at our church walking them through this book content. Um, And so three years of the actual using the content, editing it, revising it, getting some feedback. And then um, this this fall, 
And this year has been the first like full round of they've actually got the book and everything's kind of set in stone. Man. So let's talk about your book going deeper. Did you write the book first and then record the videos or did you write the book from the videos? I wrote the book and then I, I created the videos after that. Okay. So supplement the book. Yep. Okay. Amen. Amen. How did you settle on a 40 week timeline to consume all of the elements of this teaching on prayer? Yeah. I, it didn't happen on purpose. We were probably like 35, 36 weeks initially. And then uh, just clearly the number 40 is significant in the Bible. It's always a time of transition, uh, moving into a new season. And then practically speaking, 40 weeks is a long amount of time. And so what we wanted to do was not just give information about the Bible or about prayer without giving students time to actually do it. And so this, what I like about the 40 weeks is that um, students read one chapter a week and then they just apply that content to their daily prayer times with God. And it's slow enough that they can get a rhythm and experience God in the specific prayer things that we're teaching. And it's not rushed and it's, and it's not just head knowledge that they're checking off on their list or passing some kind of a theology test. We wanted them to have a long space. And so I feel like 40 weeks is a good starting point. I think it could be longer. Um, but where they get to practice the prayer methods and they get to discuss it with a the mentor, they get to uh, process and dialogue, they get to be encouraged and they get to stumble in it. You know, we ask people to pray one or two hours a day and to be accountable to that or to be supported in that. And so those first two or three months, people typically are like, oh, you know, I didn't do it today or I didn't do it five days in a row. And and there's time to kind of stumble. But once we get into, you know, month three or four, people typically get a rhythm in prayer and they're enjoying God. And then they start to grow even more. Um, and so I feel like if we made it any shorter, they wouldn't have the time and the space to really grow in an authentic way with the space to, to stumble a little bit. Um, and the second benefit is that if someone goes through the content with another person or a small group, you have 40 weeks of growing in friendship together around the focus of Jesus. And so we found that it's it's become our leadership training because a discipler can know a student very well after 40 weeks of accountability, of talking about a heart issue, of talking about what Jesus is doing. And then the discipler gets to build trust with that student because they have that relationship of encouragement, accountability, mentorship. Um, and so I think the 40 weeks is a good a good, uh, it's a slow pace yeah. and it doesn't, Amen. it gives people time to digest the material and really contemplate it and dialogue about it and then also practice it. And my hope is that they would also experience Jesus in the specific things that we're teaching week Amen. after week. Amen. Hey folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for this magnificent interview with Jeff Moots as we're discussing his book and prayer course called Going Deeper in Prayer. Now, I'm I'm telling you folks, this book is awesome. This course is awesome. And this is so needful in our lives right now with everything that's going on in the world. I mean, we need more prayer warriors. Amen. I've got Jeff's book. I'm going through it too. Amen. I'm always, always looking at ways I can go deeper with God. Because with God, all things are possible. And all things are possible to him who believes that. Amen. But 
The opposite is also truth. Nothing is possible if you do not believe God. Nothing. Despite your best efforts, you are failing if you are not walking with and going deeper with God. Amen? So just drop right down now, right now, into the show notes. Get in touch with Jeff Moots. But more importantly, click the link and order his book right now. You need this book right now. Now, start where you're at. When the book arrives, it will intimidate you. I'm telling you right now, this is not a small book. But as you go through this, remember, it is a 40-week daily prayer program. And it takes you by the hand all the way through it. As you go through this, you'll be amazed at how out of touch you may have truly been from hearing from God. I mean, as good as you think you are, this book will bring you closer to God. You'll have a clear mindset spiritually to hear from God. And, well, I just can't say enough about it. Amen. Drop down the show notes, order this book right now, and be sure to come back for the second part of this great interview in the very next episode because we just got started today. Praise God. Till next time, this is Pastor Bob Romani. Be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.